Is your savings just sitting there? Well, put it to work. A premium online savings account from PenFed earns way more than the national average, so you can get your savings working on earning you a vacation, or a new kitchen, or that fancy exercise mirror. Apply at PenFed.org savings. Premium online savings account holders must agree to electronic delivery of account opening disclosures and monthly statements. $5 minimum required to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Pretty sweet there. I had a couple seconds of silence. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you after a long break from the Florida Keys. We got um, a decent amount to catch up on. Had a little trip yesterday to uh, an alligator farm. Talk about traffic in the Keys, but not how bad it is. Just about, you know, expectations and things like that. Um, did I say this is Jim the Keys bartender? Yes, it is. Um, I hope you're having a good day. I hope you're having a better day than... I, I, I saw this story. I know it's going to sound like everybody's going to be picking up this story. Okay? But this Olympic cross-country sp- uh, skier suffered a frozen penis during a race at the Winter Olympics. And... Uh, Okay, I just want to say the guy's name, Remy Lindholm, I think. What's his name? Remy Remy Lindholm. Uh, during the 50-kilometer race, which was shortened to 30, um, shortened to uh, 20 kilometers because of the temperatures. Temperatures were so cold, and these people they didn't stop the 24-year-old from having his penis freezing up. They got these real thin lycra suits or thin suits on it. And the thing I found really amazing, I heard about that, and I go, okay, that's that's something. It's so cold, you you nearly freeze your dick off. People say they freeze their ass off every so often. I heard a guy say, I'm, gonna free, I'm freezing my dick off. This guy actually, that's the one thing, the last thing you probably would want frozen other than your feet and your hands and maybe your head, your nose. You know, you don't want it to be frozen off. But the thing that really got me, that really got me, is this is the second time this happened to this guy. And they didn't mention it in this story. They mentioned it in another, the first story I was reading. It was, a, the. let me see. Oh, it's a great story. Gosh. Just if for me uh, to to end doing a sport, right? Let's say that spinning, what I do as a job, had to be done in extremely low temperatures every so often, and there was nothing I could do, and I nearly froze my dick off. Uh, that would be the last time I ever did it. He had to put on a compress or something like that. And he said it was really painful thawing it out. I'm like, you have to be committed to the extreme. Committed to, to the extreme in your endeavor to continue with a frozen or a, a freezing penis. But then to do it twice. I mean, to go, if he goes and... 
I don't know. I don't even know if he got a medal. I don't even know if the guy got a medal. He should have a medal. If you don't have a medal and your penis freezes, you definitely have to rethink your sports. Think your sports. It wouldn't... If You know, obviously, if it's not putting bread and butter on the table, it's certainly not putting on mittens or penis mittens on the table because that's what you need. If I ever had that happen, they had to put... They put uh, extra face protections on them and, and on their ears because it was so cold. I could I could not imagine that they're they force people. You, how much how much additional aerodynamics do you need? I mean, they should have very cold weather suits for that. Why would you? Why would you put yourself in that extreme? I just find it crazy, but amazing. Remy, R- Remy Lindholm, you freaking psycho! Uh, my hats off to me. And if you were introducing the guy, yeah, this you can see him when he comes out. You remember the guy at the the winter, the Chinese, the Beijing Winter Olympics? That's the guy. You know, he nearly lost, froze his dick off twice. That would be like, that's what they're going to talk about. They're not going to talk about he was in the Olympics. No, he's that guy in the Olympics. Who nearly. So that's that's a horrible, horrible thing to be known for. He's not a great cross, you know, he's not saying he's a great cross country skier. He's a great cross country skier. And the only reason he didn't do it because they didn't go to 50 and he had to do it in 20, and there's people that are faster in the first 20 kilometers. Yeah. Well, in this case, Remy, Remy, that's it. That's going to be on his, if he does the tombstone, that'll be his epitaph. Oh, that'll be in his obituary. They'll say this Olympian cross country skier. Uh, oh, this man nearly froze his penis off twice. And then later on, they may say, he also was an Olympic cross-country skier. So, that's that. Boy, that is a lot. That's like a Seinfeld episode with George being at the U.S. Open and eating a chocolate sundae and getting it all over his face and saying, that's the guy from the U.S. Well, whatever. You, you're known for something other then it's like if Justin Timberlake never made another movie or song, he says, oh, yeah, he was the guy that pulled the, the top off of Janet Jackson, revealed her boobie. That's what it would have been known of. So you're always up until a point, if you've got a body of work that, you know, if you have a, a massive body of work, let's say Einstein. Einstein has a massive body of work. Leonardo da Vinci. Um. I'm just talking about people with penises now because you'll see. Uh, if you have a lot of things that happened in your life, you did a lot of things. And you can look back on. They they would talk about those things. While well, he created the, the Einstein, the theory of relativity, he contributed to the creation of the first uh, America's atomic bomb. Uh, Leonardo da Vinci did all these amazing works and all that stuff. And then at the end, he says, and he, he and then uh, in one incident, and far down, he'll say, yeah, he nearly froze his dick off twice. But if you're just a Finnish cross-country skier, and that's, 
you know, you don't win any medals or gold medalists and stuff like that. And you didn't, you didn't save a bunch of babies from a fire, right? Or, or get a, a Thai soccer team out of a flooded cave. They're only going to talk about that incident. They're only going to talk about that incident. And that's where I'm going to talk about uh, the trip my family and I took yesterday. We have, as you know, we have a relative from Poland that has come to visit us. And he's staying here for about five, six weeks. And we're trying to show him around some of the interesting things. It gives us a chance to look at, you know, South Florida through the eyes of a tourist again or a visitor. And so we were thinking about going south, but it's President's Day weekend it was, right? So, everyone was heading south. And all we would have achieved going south, if we were going to go down there for like seven, eight hours like we did up north, we would have spent about five hours in traffic and maybe two hours doing whatever we wanted to do going south. So, it's best when every all the tra- traffic's flowing in, we're flowing out, and then we went and did that and decided to stay. So, I'll tell you a little about this place. It's called an alligator farm. Yes. Alligator farm. Very descriptive. They raise alligators. I guess some of it's for food. Some of it is for the uh, swamps around it, I guess. But they have tons of alligators. Tons. They have like 500 alligators. And they're all sitting behind chain link fences and stuff like that. And they have habitats uh, for different alligators. They got a couple, they got a crocodile or two, I think they're different types of alligators. Uh, But the main North American alligator, they have hundreds of them. Hundreds of them. And they serve alligator, you know, bites and all that stuff. When I say alligator bites, they get, you know, cut the tail off and there's a lot of meat in the tail, I guess. I guess that's the part to eat, the tail. The tail is where almost all of it is. But we went to see them, and it, it was nice. I, I'm not really comfortable watching these pens with all these alligators sitting in there together. The the hatchlings, and then the year-olds, and year olds and the two- and three-year-olds, and then he put, they move them into bigger enclosures, probably so they wouldn't eat each other. Because we noticed, I didn't want to take pictures, there was a couple alligator. There was one, at least one alligator that was missing a tail. And we walked around like a dog, right, in its pen, with a, that has a little pool. And there was a bunch of them missing uh, a hand, or a, you know, one of their legs, or paws, what do you claws, or whatever. And and even though an alligator supposedly has a brain the size of a Mentos. I still don't regard it a healthy being a healthy alligator. It's living in South Florida and you think, oh, what a shitty existence. There's some of them that are sitting out, you know, they get this lay they get to be out there in the Everglades and these others they keep in pens. Big pens. They got like two hundred of them. I don't even know why they don't release these suckers. Well, they can't really release them anymore because they feed them. Once you, uh, the guy explained to me, once you start 
hand-feeding alligators. They start associating people with food. And they'll expect to be fed sometimes, even though they got a brain the size of a Mentos. They, they, you can't train an alligator. But they seem to know when it's feeding time. This guy comes in with a bucket of dead rats. Used to be chicken, but I guess chicken prices went up. Hence, remember the story I talked about our chicken wings. Right? They talked about what they feed them. They said they feed them beef, chicken. I don't see them feeding them too much beef and chicken. With their prices. I see rat. I bet there's a lot of rat on their diet. But he says they don't. They 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 don't eat that much because they're cold blooded, and their metabolism are really slow. But you see, we saw a couple of them fighting, and it's interesting to see all the people that come down for it. I didn't. I don't know if I really enjoy seeing animals in captivity. I don't mind seeing them in captivity if they're being rehabilitated, if they were injured or things like that. Um, and I think it's kind of informative to show them that, you know, they, here they are, and they were explaining how alligators don't really... Humans aren't on their menu of choices because alligators want to swallow their food. Those, those, all those teeth, they got 40 teeth on the top row and 40 teeth on the bottom. All those teeth are for biting. Which is different from chewing. So they bite, they clamp down, they grab a hold of something, they use their teeth. And they, they said they can go through thousands, uh, thousands of teeth in their lifetime. I missed the point when you talk about how long they lived. But there was a couple of them there that looked like they were around 10, 10 feet long. Pretty big. They get bigger than that. So they had a bunch of pythons and uh, reticulated pythons, boa constrictor, other snakes. They had some, uh, they had an iguana, which I'm like, mm, it's a different type of iguana scene. It was the same, but, you know, there's iguanas all over uh the Florida, so it's like having a squirrel. It's like being in Philadelphia and going, oh, that's it's like the squirrel I have going to a... It's funny when you go to a zoo and you see animals that you know live in your backyard. I mean, they got alligators, but they don't have the... They didn't, they didn't have a lot of crocodiles. Crocodiles are more into brackish and salt water. And they didn't talk about... I, I wanted to ask them, I said, how do they... What happens when a crocodile runs into an alligator? I mean, you have American alligators, and supposedly there's a couple African alligators out there that escaped during one of the hurricanes that we had. But yeah, when you know, I'm not, I'm not really comfortable. But I'll tell you, the fan boat ride was fun. The fan boat ride was fun. Not like riding, you know, like going, I don't know how fast we were going, but uh, taking down through the Everglades in the fan boat ride and stuff. And there was a lot of foreigners there. A lot of foreigners. But it was, it was, it was a good time. And if you live in the Keys, this is directed at the Keys. When, you know, a lot of times people just leave when there's a vacation. I know that's always a tactic. 
that if you're not in the tourist business and you don't like a lot of crowds, people just say, busy weekends, I just leave and I go someplace else. That's what I hear some people say. Well, you don't have to go for the whole weekend. You can just go north when they're done coming south. That's what we did. So we went on, we went to the alligator farm, and then we stopped at we stopped at some one of our favorite Mexican restaurants in Homestead, Florida. Yeah, it's funny. South Florida is so uh, Cuban in its cultural influence. The cultural influences on on South Florida is is mainly I'd have to say right now the the biggest group of people that really influences our culture and our food and things is Cuban down here. But you go to Homestead, Florida, Homestead, it's Mexican. It's Mexican in Homestead. And you can get some good Mexican food there. And, uh, or the food that we think is Mexican in the United States. You know, burritos, tacos, enchiladas, and things like that. Which is kind of like their pizza and hamburger and stuff like that. But they do such a nice job with it. It's not like Taco Bell. No one insults you people that eat Taco Bell. But we had a great time and we didn't have to fight any traffic. And when you do come down into the Florida Keys, there's two ways you can come into the Keys. Other, well, there's more than two ways. You can come in by boat or, or submarine or plane or helicopter. But I'm talking about people coming in by cars, motor vehicles. You can come in overseas highway, and they're all right at the edge of uh, South Florida, right at, in Florida City. You have two roads. One's overseas highway, and that's a uh, mostly a two-lane road going south. I mean, going one right, one road going south, one road going north which I never really understood why they did that. They got some passing lanes. They got a couple in all that 20, uh, no, is it 20, 17, eight, 17 miles. They have two passing sections where they widen it to four lanes. So you got that. And if it's a busy weekend, you do that. Now, uh, but th- there's also another road called Card Sound Road. And it takes you a little farther north into the Keys. But if you don't want to be stuck in traffic and you get at one point, you get a lovely view at right towards the end of Card Sound Road, there's a bridge that looks to be about, goes up about 60, 70 feet up in the air, elevates and get to get a really good view of seeing the Atlantic on one side and Crocodile Lake Florida Bay on the other. So, and then there's a, you know, the old traditional, classically known, uh, what's the name of that place? Oh my God. I thought Jack's, uh, Alabama Jack's, Alabama Jack's. I just totally went a blank. We did that. We had a great time. And today, what did we decide to do? We decided to go north again. Because it was President's Day. So we went to Gilbert's, right at the edge of the Keys. Right at the edge of the Keys, Gilbert's. It's on Cross Key. Not actually in Key Largo. It's on, I was told this. Even though it's Key Largo is this 
mailing address or I think the zip code or something like that. But it's in Monroe County and it's one of the biggest tiki bars you've ever been to. It's huge. It's huge and it's right on um, Blackwater Sound. Jewfish Creek actually. uh, Blackwater Sound's on one side. It opens up to Jewfish Creek is the connection between Florida Bay and the Atlantic. So you always have a nice view. Sometimes there's dolphins coming through. They got a beautiful uh, tiki hut on the on Jewfish Creek, which is is not a freshwater creek. It's a it's a it's a seventy meter wide, or maybe not seventy meter, maybe fifty meter wide uh, area in between the Atlantic and Florida Bay. The large sailing vessels up to you know they have to have seventy feet clearance can sail under and out and so and they have live entertainment and all this stuff it's a big big place big place for people coming down for the day and then we went over to Blackwater Siren and then we stopped at we stopped at all the trying and true the, you know the the tourist attractions Caribbean Club saw our buddy Bruce there uh, before sunset it was it was just lovely lovely day yeah, we did the tourist things. And with all that traffic, all that traffic, that's what all people do down here is they think about where do I need to go? How long is it going to take me? When should I go? How much time do I have to go? Because you start up in the Keys, we have four lanes. Two lanes, both directions. Which, in many times, when it's busy, a lot of traffic on those roads but it gets worse you go about 11 miles south 12 miles south it turns to two lanes two lanes and there's the thing there's the thing that's the way it's been since I've been here they built the access roads in the Keys that they're going to say they're going to make it easier and all that stuff to go out. And what they did was they got rid of a drawbridge and they still have a two-lane road. And they spent, I don't know how much money, building that road, coming into the Keys. I mean, if they made it a four-lane road, they could say, listen, we did it just in case you have to do a long you know, evacuation. Luckily, we didn't, we didn't need a sudden evacuation. We did stage uh, evacuation storm Irma. That's the one times the the first, the last major hurricane since that highway was built or rebuilt. So we get all this traffic. We talk about traffic all the time, and I'm, uh, you know, people bitch about development, and there was a lot of development going on. There's still a shitload of flooding going on, but there's still there's development going on in places that's not flooding. But the one thing you see every so often. You see a traffic study. And you know what a traffic study is? Because when you're driving on a road, you see a box on the side of the road, usually tied to a signpost. And then you have two cables running across the road. Or maybe one cable. I don't know how necessarily they count whether the vehicles, why there's two on there. But maybe it's because they have to make a circuit. I don't know. But I know what they do do is they track traffic. And I don't think they have to do it that way anymore because all they have to do is pretty much, if you really want to track traffic, there's probably cameras on um, 
you can put them on t- these traffic signals. So they do tra- they do traffic studies. I guess to see the volume of it and things like that. You know, unless you're doing traffic studies right now, right in season, you're not getting an accurate dis- dis- you know, depiction of the things that go on. And now you don't really need those machines anymore. Like I said, all you have to do is sh- set up some kind of camera someplace, you know, a $30 camera, could count all the vehicles, go by in a certain amount of time and figure out, oh, this is how much traffic goes through and blah, 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 blah. And these are how many people going through. And you can even track it by the license plate. By the license plate. You say, well, this one's from out of state and things like this. And not, you know, some out of state plates do belong down here, even though you're supposed to, within a couple weeks of moving, you know, you're supposed to have your registration and your license change and things like that. But to do all these studies, but what is the purpose of the studies? If the volume goes up, it's not as if they're going to widen the roads. They're not going to add an extra lane. They're not going to put it in a tunnel. They're not going to build a bridge over everything. They're just going to say there's a fuckload of traffic. Why are you doing traffic 